Hello, I'm Lauren Reinhertz. And I'm Courtney Bird, and welcome to Aspire to Ascend by Ascend Source, where we are chatting openly with industry leaders from SAP, partners, and customers to understand how innovation within SAP is changing the game for businesses across the globe. Each episode features a variety of topics with our guests, from their journey within the ecosystem, hearing their personal passion statements, and the lessons they've learned along the way. SAP, this is our world. We're just giving it a voice. Hello, we are joined today by Elizabeth Carrier, who goes by Wizzy. Uh, Wizzy is a senior industry account executive with SAP. She's been there for six years in the senior AE role. She lives in Boston and works with customers mostly based in New York City. She was born and raised in Colorado, uh, but went to high school in Chicago and college in Rhode Island. Uh, fun fact, she is a former college ice hockey player. Her family is very active uh, in the ski realm and, and really a family of entrepreneurs. And uh, she owns a side business called Bad Buddy Club. Thanks, yes. Wizzy, for joining us today. Thank you. So uh, as we kick off the podcast, Wizzy, ascend your resume. Sure. So... Um, First of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with two other bad Bettys, as I like to say, <laughs> um, or strong female leaders in the software world. That works, too. Um, so I, how far back do you want me to go? Jeez. You can start, I mean, at your your babysitting job at 13. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for that. I was just gifted with two younger brothers, but... Um, so, like Lauren said, I went I went to college originally to play ice hockey, and um, I, I picked a great school in Rhode Island because I got to play hockey and surf in the summer and have a blast and met some amazing people in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, and, and I thought, you know, originally, I kind of figured I'd always end up in some sort of sales, right, mm-hmm. given my parents, you know, one of them. So, uh, family of entrepreneurs, lots of selling going on, and... I started off in marketing and sports management. I thought, hey, maybe I'll be a sports agent. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. So I started taking these sports law classes. Then I started to love my marketing classes. But I, I realized I loved the actual presenting, not the marketing part. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I realized, okay, if I if I go and I sit down with my professors and have a cup of coffee, I can learn how to negotiate my grades. I'm like, okay, so where can I present and negotiate? Oh, that sounds like sales. So I did end up in sales. Um, and I, I started off with a startup company in Rhode Island called Nalari Health. And this was actually my senior thesis job, I guess, senior thesis project. So we had to pick a local Rhode Island company, small startup business. And we had to come up with a new business plan for them. So I picked this company, Nalari Health, which happened to be in technology which I knew absolutely nothing about. Mm-hmm. And this was online healthcare. So they partnered with a company, American Well, very established company out of Boston, and they were doing, they were reselling online healthcare, which also I did not understand that whatsoever, which is basically the partner system at SAP, which I ended up in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Partner ecosystem. So Nalari was reselling American Well's online healthcare, and I came up with an idea to do online healthcare for colleges and universities, so students. So especially for psychology 
problems or issues or help, mm-hmm. right? I think like 99% of issues can be diagnosed just by talking to a person, mm-hmm. not even physically seeing them. So I started to do that. Um, and I wore like 18 different hats and one day I was doing a little bit of PR. One day I was doing marketing, kind of like, you know, going into a full internship right out of college, learned a lot. It was an amazing experience working with some very brilliant people, but I, I realized I'm like, okay, I, I need some more structure. I need, mm-hmm. I need benefits. I need to figure, I need to get out of the startup world sure. and really understand what, you know, a structured company looks like and, and where I want to go from there. If it's sales, marketing, whatever. So then I ended up at this company, Paycom online um obviously online cloud-based payroll and hr technology also kind of a, a smaller company but a little bit bigger more structure so i went to paycom uh started in their boston office with um you know this badass vp his name was sam and he was like my first real coach and mentor in the sales world um and so i did that for about two years and then came over to sap so when you when you came to SAP, I I, I remember it like it was yesterday, right? <laughs> uh, and it wasn't. It was six years ago. But I remember it because there just there wasn't any one like me, right? So young young women, um, kind of uh, fun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, appropriate. When I talk about you, I always go back to the story, the story of. Um, presenting at Wizzy's first QBR ever. Um, yeah, ever. And congratulations, you didn't look nervous, but apparently <laughs> you were. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember presenting there and being like, oh my God, she's so cool. And we built a friendship, you know, a casual friendship. And then uh, we had an FCOM. And, um, I sent you an email because there was a guy on your team who was like, hey, I only have this time available. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I have Wizzy's, you know, strategy session at that time. He was like, oh, cool. We'll just do it together. Yeah. And so I, I shot you this email and I was like, hey, um, do you mind if we just do these together? And you were like, <laughs> it's it's one of those moments. And you were like, actually, uh, no, that's not an option. <laughs> uh, this year's about me. And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> And, and it it like made me take a pause, right? So obviously there was a shift in your career about halfway from when you started at SAP six years ago to where we are today. And I would assume it was about three years ago when that email happened and that should tell you. <laughs> I remember it that clearly. Um, but I've seen your career really shift since then. And I'm just curious to get in your head a little. Like, yeah. What were you thinking? What happened? Did Why? something happen? <laughs> Why the I'm shift? surprised we're still friends after that email. <laughs> Dude, it made me love you more. I was like, now? Now I want to be like her. Right. Now I want to be her friend. I want to be like her. I think saying no is um, something that is, is really hard to do, especially yeah. as a woman in this industry when you are, you know, trying to hit a number and, and you're in the grind and your customers will give you just enough. And then when they pull back, it's like, oh, God, I can't say no. Yeah. Right. But your ability to say no was so unique. And, and it, it paused me. So there has to be a mentor. There has to be something that happened behind that. I, I mean, at this point, I call it the power of no. And I wish I figured it out sooner. Hmm. Because I think my first year I was in over my head in, 
as are most people, regardless of age, gender, demographics coming into SAP, are like, holy shit, this is a huge company, a huge ecosystem. There are so there is so much to learn, especially in the core AE role. I mean, we're selling like six thousand solutions mm-hmm. with all of our acquisitions. So my first year, I just said yes, yeah. Every meeting, every opportunity to learn, every partner discussion. Um, if somebody even asked me for help, I don't know why they would. I said yes to everything, and I didn't hit my number. Not even close. Not at all, because. I said yes too much. And maybe there's other factors there, you know, territory, timing, and talent is what everybody tells you when you come into this world as the three T's. Um, but I was really frustrated by that order too, because everybody would say, okay, it's your territory, timing, talent in that order. Hmm. And I'm like, why? Why doesn't talent get switched to the front? Right. Um, and I remember that, that first QBR, Courtney, I was quietly googling what bpc meant in the corner (laughs) so was i Um, (laughs) and i remember courtney as well being like this is somebody i want to work with this is fun because up until that point my first three weeks all i the only people i interacted with were um and no offense i love all you guys but um men in in blue blazers and khaki pants (laughs) and and so you're right i mean i think you were refreshing to me and I'm glad to hear I was refreshing to you, but it was scary. It was a scary time. It was. And I was, I was, I mean, I don't even know if it was more nerves or just being overwhelmed and two feelings I don't get that often, especially being an athlete your whole life and dealing with, you know, a, a family like mine, always on the move. I was like, wow, Ooh, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the power of no, it's like, that was, it, <laughs> I don't know where I was in my head at that point in time, but I do not like losing and I consider missing your quota or any and losing a sale. That's losing big time. And I was pissed off. I'm like, I am just as good as anybody else here. And I don't care about territory and timing. I care about talent. And how do I get better? How do I manage my time better? How do I say no to partners, to customers, to peers? Mm -hmm. Um, just using that and that's been something I've I've tried to focus on over the past few years as well especially in negotiation especially with customers is saying no yeah Yeah. there's power in no right Mm -hmm. so I used to firmly believe that if you go through a cycle and really you can do everything that they ask of you find something something to say no to something that builds credibility right but Mm -hmm. but this this email was a little different. <laughs> it was uh, it was like, no, this year is about me. And and I I remember being like, wait, when I when have I had a year about about me? Right. I don't I truly still think sometimes like, is this year about me or is it next year? So I, I think it's uh, like it sticks out to me as one of the the shifts that I saw in, in growth and your growth and, and it affected my growth, right? Like I want to, dude, I want to be more like Wizzy. <laughs> so knowing your career, you started out in the dormant net new patch, which we all know is, oh, did I? is challenging. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about that. Like you are, are young, you're a female, you're in New York City in this dormant new patch and you have to call on and secure meetings with you know CIOs of mm-hmm. billion dollar companies like 
what was that experience like and and what did you learn from that a lot um (laughs) I was just so excited to be here you know I had I'd felt like I made it to the big leagues Mm -hmm. right um and and in a minute I'll talk about you know how I was introduced to SAP because because it's that's an amazing story as well but um I was just so excited I felt like I'd made it to the NHL right and I was playing you know on the farm team the minors before Mm -hmm. I was so excited to be here and I'm like I get my account list and it's a bunch of law firms. I'm like, this is awesome. Great. Law firms make a ton of money. They can buy software. This is, and they're all in New York City for the most part. I'm like, great. I learned how to use the Excel train out of Boston. Um, started to get to know, you know, the streets of Manhattan, went in these flashy law firm office buildings. And I was setting meetings pretty easy. And I'm like, this is great. You know, I was used to cold calling on companies. Um selling against ADP for instance right and as in in somewhat of a startup and I was so used to hearing no on the on the other end and they're like yeah hey cool come at this time set up a meeting with my um my EA and we'll see you then I'm like great so I take the train down to New York and I remember one of my first big CIO meetings at a law firm I walk in and the and the CIO sitting across the table and he's like you know nice to meet you I'm so and so great yeah nice to meet you as well he goes yeah so um looked at your LinkedIn before the meeting and uh, I, I really took the meeting because I'm just curious of, of what you, you possibly could, could have to say. Um, you know, you're, you gotta be my daughter's age and mm. <laughs> I've been in, in this industry a long time and I, I quite frankly can't figure out what SAP could possibly sell a law firm. Wow. So, so that right there, it's, it set a tone and a precedence of, of a lot of meetings, but also understanding like you really have to, especially that year. I mean, I was what, 24, 23. Um, you have to come to every meeting with a perspective, with a fresh perspective. And I remember saying to him, like, Hey, yeah, you know, I might be your daughter's age, but we're your next generation of a workforce as well mm-hmm. and a client. So how are you shaping your business? How are you changing the way that you run your company based off of that? Because guess what? The millennials are coming <laughs> and they're here to stay. Sorry. Going but it was, yeah, and, and it kind of, it, it wasn't heartbreaking, but it was like kind of a wake up call, yeah. you know, I made it to the big league, big leagues, but I'm still the rookie and I have a lot to prove mm-hmm. at every meeting. Like I can't just walk into a meeting unprepared yeah. because I'm already the underdog. I already don't have the experience that they do. And I don't just want to bring the bus. You know, I don't just want to bring eight SAP guys with me to have them do the talking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I need to, I need to push myself outside my comfort zone and say, Hey, Mr. CIO, this is why I'm here and get him focused on things other than my age or time I've been in the industry. Right. You know, so you've obviously made a considerable shift from then to now, right? Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, but just this last quarter, right? You were AE of the quarter uh, in the East Market Unit, and that's a huge accomplishment. And when you look at that meeting to today, <laughs> you've obviously learned a considerable amount. What what would you say would be the three or four things that stand out the most that you've changed or shifted to go from, you know, feeling like the rookie to the MVP? (sighs) Wow. Well, we talked about the power of no. Um, I think also 
moving the mindset from, and we've talked about this before, from the transactional coin operated, close the deal, hit your number, make winner circle mindset, because I did, I did miss those for a couple of years and it was so frustrating. And as an, you know, an athlete and having that competitive mindset, I felt like I was losing, but I, I wasn't, I was, what I didn't realize is I was learning so much by losing some hard fought deals and battles and changes in territory and timing. Um, so I think, yeah, the power of no shifting the mindset from transactional, you know, focus or everybody likes to use that term coin operated and yeah, we're in sales to to win and make money, but there's gotta be something more that drives you. At least for me personally, I can't go into work every day thinking about just closing the deal and not caring about that customer or the outcome, right? I have to be, I'm a passionate person. So I have to find that passion to run those transformations and motivate my VAT team, right? And for those of you who don't know, that's your, that's your account team. Yes. And it's big. There's a lot of them. So, um, and you wanted three, right? That's yeah. Third. I think just being able to, and this plays off my second point, but having fun, right? Demos can get tough and they're an essential part of the sales cycle. How do you, how do you make it fun for the customer, for yourself, for your team, for everybody? There has to be some aspect, some level of, of enjoyment in what you do, right? Not just the commission check or winning the deal. The process has to be fun too. So, so like you're trying to enhance that customer experience. You're trying to have fun. You're still trying to win. You're trying to facilitate this crazy team of people behind you. And then there's another layer that we haven't talked about, which is the partner side, right? Of course. <laughs> there's, you know, only 18,900 of them as you we talk to them all every day, right? I mean, my first year, I think I did. Like, I said yes Touché. to all of them. <laughs> Fair. So, I mean, really, if you think about the ecosystem, mm-hmm. it's just, it's massively huge. And everybody wants a piece of everybody's mm-hmm. pie. And, and a lot of our time is spent saying, you don't deserve that piece of the pie. However, mm. this account falls right in line with with what you do exceptionally well and and I I have to get in your head a little bit as a as an industry account executive who is responsible for the facilitation but leans heavily on your Mm -hmm. customer solution director and and your head of alliances and your line of business overlays like how do you look at the ecosystem and the partners and say okay this is the route I think my customer should go. Not you, yeah. your customer. That's that's a good point too. Um, I mean, we would we wouldn't be who we are as SAP without our ecosystem, especially partners who can do things that are just outside of our realm, like managing true change management. Not that mm-hmm. we can't help facilitate that, but um, there's so many aspects to. Like earlier, we talked about digital transformation. This phrase is being, it's probably all over my LinkedIn too. I'm guilty of it. It's like, we're all digital transformation leaders. We're all doing digital transformation. It's like, what does that actually mean? How can you be the catalyst of that digital transformation? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in order to do that, you have to push your customer outside of their, their comfort zone, way outside. 
And they think it's great. They'll take a meeting and talk about digital transformation, not realizing what that actually entails. Like, hey, do you want to be the blockbuster or do you want to be the Netflix? Because there's a big gap in how you approach things now. And you can't do that without partners and other resources. But I think you have to become one with your customer. Like, you have to be there inside their offices, their operations. You have to think like them. You have to act like them. You have to be a part of their business, of their culture, in order to help them make the best decisions. And I know the example you're talking about that with which customer. So that's where I'm going. But um, leveraging partners in that specific example was so crucial, but also the right partners. Because once people in our world get word of a transformation, especially mm-hmm. on the larger scale, everybody wants piece of pie like you're talking, um, like you were talking about. And as, as the account executive, you have to protect your customer too. You can't have everybody calling in, whether that's somebody with an SAP title or a partner or just anybody with an opinion on the matter. You have to kind of guard them and, and help them make the right decisions and bring in people or partners or companies that are going to help re- reach that end vision. So throughout the whole process and whoever you engage, you have to be one with your customer and the vision and drive that. Like I said, be the catalyst of the transformation. Um, and I think that's so important. But um, in some in, in a more recent transformation, uh, there, there were partners that were instrumental. Mm-hmm. SAP alone could not mm-hmm. have won over the competition and the transformation would not be successful without the partners. But again, it has to be the right mix and things right. really need to just come together. So what do you look for in a partner? So if you're at the stage in the sales cycle where it's it's time to bring in a partner, what credentials and what qualities do you look for in them that makes you feel confident in positioning positioning them in front of your customer? I think first and foremost is industry. Mm-hmm. Industry is so important. I work mostly in the media industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smaller industry for most for, for SAP for most companies, um, most partners as well. And if they can't speak that language, then there's no there's no point in in bringing them in, right? They need to come to the table understanding what that customer, what that company goes through, what the trends are. Um, reg- I don't care if you're you know the best BPC partner in the world. If you don't understand media, mm-hmm. you're not meeting my customer. That's it. So, and if you don't understand it and you still want to meet the customer and work with us on the project, start figuring out the industry. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we constantly preach to, to our partners, Hey, if you, if you say you do everything, I, I promise you one thing, SAP will call you for nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So just be great, be great at what you do. Um, and then build a brand around it. And it's hard, right? Because as hungry as an, a, an industry A is to make their number, I think partners are equally as hungry to achieve a goal. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or have a reference, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a battle. It's a it's something that we battle daily as we're educating partners on becoming better SAP partners. Uh, that industry play is is paramount. Well, it's no different than than us meeting with the customer like the CIO mm-hmm. bring a fresh perspective mm-hmm. right um and like I said I mean partners are instrumental our ecosystem defines us um but 
we you have to have that fresh perspective you have to help align with the end goal and the strategy and i think also respecting the account executive strategy and what they're doing in the account is so important you know we're we're there every day like i said we are one with the customer we have to we have to like almost fight on their behalf sometimes mm-hmm. um and help them figure out the strategy and again it's not just this isn't just a transactional role it's it's so much more than that yeah. because we have when you have over 6000 solutions that you can position and some of them do the same thing <laughs> some of them are cloud on premise mom if you listen to this i hope you understand what that means <laughs> now um up in the cloud um we have to make we have to help the customer make the right decisions and if we have like four different partners or even people within sap uh with com- conflicting messaging mm-hmm. or um visions or strategies it it becomes a cluster and and then the customer's confused mm-hmm. and we're not none of us are going to achieve their goals yeah so i think i think you bring up a good point like I, I know you and I know how hard you work and you referenced earlier how, you know, there's this perception of coin operated corporate sales. It's very sexy and I do all these cool things and talk to us a little bit about what goes into ultimately driving transformation at the, the customer level and they sign up and say, yes, this is going to transform my <laughs> business. Like, that's a big win and and it takes years and it takes a lot of work and I don't think people realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. How much time do we have? <laughs> Just keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny you say that. So I went to a, I went to a university that was mostly geared at it was a very well-known school for nursing, for example. I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends who are nurses and they do amazing things. Um, and sometimes you know we'll sit down and kind of talk about it and they're like well, you're just out there traveling New York City in L.A. on your fancy plane, staying Cute at your fancy outfits. hotels in your high heels. Yeah. And, you know, you got like I was at New York Fashion Week event yesterday and somebody, um, you know, I posted a picture on my social media because it's cool. It's awesome. So it's fun. Cool. It's a perk. I, I was probably the worst dressed person there, but um, <laughs> I, I, I had a blast. I had a blast. Um and you know somebody responded to one of my posts and they're like what do you do like you're always at these cool events and that's such an interesting question right it's like what do you do and people think like yeah it's this we're like these glorified selling robots and it's like well what you don't see is the nights I don't sleep working Mm -hmm. on proposals or dealing with customer escalations or managing teams of people from all over the world and having to understand their cultures and their challenges and how to do business with them and sometimes very angry customers (laughs) (laughs) and competitive cycles right I mean things can get very intense you have to you have to put so much into a competitive sales cycle especially um preparation demos I think like back to the social media example, I posted like a picture of a sunset from our office and somebody's like, well, at least you're in a nice office, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to be here until three o'clock in the morning though. <laughs> right. Right. Who does? Right. And, and the travel, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's great. You get to interact with great people. I get to see you guys often, mm-hmm. which I love, but, um, I, I mean, how much do I actually use the gym membership I pay for in Boston? Or cook my own meals. And it's tough. Yeah, it's there's a lot of glamorous aspects to it. But um, you have to be able to grind, too. I mean, how how many times have 
we run to catch a plane in four inch high heels and almost mm-hmm. broke our shit. A matter of fact, last <laughs> week, I now pack flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned from Courtney. The heels come on uh, when I'm in it, front of the building. Literally exactly. last week. And I was like, I need to get healthier. Mm-hmm. And I called Lauren. I, oh, yeah. You were like huffing and puffing. I ran. <laughs> no, I'm she was not. Like, <laughs> I barely. I gate. So I get to the gate. And I want to come back to this a lot. I get to the gate. And it's not my normal airline mm-hmm. preference. It's not Delta? Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I look up and it was like, <laughs> she comes on. She's like, uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, so uh, I know we sent out the boarding notification. However, the plane has not yet arrived. Mm. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. You <laughs> I just ran. Are Kid, and I, it took me 15 yep. minutes to stop yeah. hyper mm-hmm. like yeah. at one point she was like i'm gonna call you back i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. go get some water <laughs> yeah she doesn't no. drink water yeah. <laughs> i'm, a, I'm <laughs> actually allergic <laughs> to water uh but but i i want to i want to go back to what you were just saying without you know i had to make fun of myself just a bit but <laughs> I, I mean i've been there yeah i think i think people don't understand and and i actually um, the other side of the house, because when I started my career, I, I ran operations, right? So I managed consultants I, who were tasked with delivery, who were 30 years older than me and had zero respect for me. And somehow most of those guys are still friends today, mm-hmm. but it, it took a while. It takes a while. Um, but when you look at that side and how they perceive us on, on the sales side of the house, mm. I, like I want to take the opportunity to give you a voice, right? Because I wa- I I know you. Um, not everybody's like you. Mm-hmm. I can say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> what does a day look like to Wizzy? Like you do, you don't understand. You think she's out there flying from city to city, mm-hmm. having a grand old time, and maybe even internal people, right? Understand the grind. Yeah. Oh man. Um, it's. It's funny because some some of my peers, we've talked about this where it's like, well, I could just go sell one product because a lot of times the numbers and the probability of those people making their quotas and such, it's a lot higher and a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. But then we talk about why we're in this role, in the core SAP industry account executive role. And it might be a little bit because we're control freaks. Mm-hmm. Right, because we like to control the whole account. Um, but more than that, it's it's back to being able to actually drive the change, be the change agent within the customer, regardless of what solution. We're not talking about solutions; we're talking about outcomes, mm-hmm. and that's cool, right? And if I, I I try to kick myself literally in the shins under the table if I start going through a meeting just naming off products, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Hana does that. Yeah. Have you heard about Qualtrics? Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The point is for us to work with the customers at the executive level all the way down to, um, you know, a developer level and everything in between and come up with solution based outcomes. Yeah. Again, regardless of the solution. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you just walk in and, and deals get handed to you on a silver platter and fall out of the sky and. Sometimes that does happen occasionally. But not the norm. It 
hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> but We're still so waiting. If anybody <laughs> from my leadership is listening and they want to hand me one of those Bluebird <laughs> deals, I will take it. Love okay. it. Um, <laughs> It's it. There's so much more that goes into it. And then and then you're fielding out like everybody. You know, oh, I see you're the account owner for ABC company. And they want to talk about this and that. And it's like, OK, that's not the right time. How do I balance being polite mm-hmm. back to somebody in the ecosystem versus saying, actually, no, sorry, yeah. <laughs> not a good time. I have yeah. a plan. <laughs> How do I stick to the plan of helping the customer, customer success, um, ha- maintaining a good brand within this giant company mm-hmm. and all of its facets? hit my numbers, be good with a good person to my peers, be a good mentor, a good mentee. Oh, and have a life. I was about to say, <laughs> and where does your life actually come into play? Yeah. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's like people get frustrated, significant others, family members, like I'm at a wedding and I, I have to step out and take a phone call. And we've all been there, all of us, mm-hmm. right. Regardless of your role. Yep. But I think the salesperson or the account executive, we feel the pressure the most to pick up that customer call. Yep. Because it's our responsibility to do so. You talked we, about that the other day. We just talked yeah. about this. I, I struggle. <laughs> I really struggle because I I worked so hard to um, to be respected, right? Like I always felt I was so far behind, and and I needed to to be respected, and so I had to earn that because I've never had anything handed to me, nor do I really want it. That's why I am who I am. But that's why we get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but but damn, like when my phone rings and you're actually giving me that respect or you're giving me an opportunity, I I can't. I can't not. Mm-hmm. I can't not just execute or. Or seize the moment and, and take advantage of that, that, that chance, right? Because because I'll lose. I will. I I feel like I'll lose. Yeah. You're gonna. There's eighteen thousand nine hundred of us. Mm-hmm. So if it's not me, what are you gonna do when I don't answer? Yeah. And if it's not you, what are you gonna? You know, like what what's your customer gonna do? What's your mm-hmm. you know that partner gonna do if they're if if they have a question they want to you know ping off of you like it's it's just a crazy world of of attention and pride and pride right like taking pride in what you do i hate when people can i say hate i hate (laughs) when people give us that salesperson coin operated robot like that's been a big theme in our discussion today it drives me crazy it's like i take so much pride in what i do yeah yes it's software true i'm not saving lives i know that i have a and believe me, I have a cousin who is a is an orthopedic surgeon, right? And and a brother in the military who flies Black Hawk helicopters. And they put me in my place real quick. Hey, you're so stressed. Did anybody die on your operating room table today? I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> Did you get shot at and have to land a helicopter in, in uh, the middle of fire in Afghanistan? No. Mm-hmm. But you need that, too. We, we need to be put in our place because we live in this bubble we of do. stress sure. and, and hitting we numbers. Really and, that's, and that's so true. But also taking pride in what you do yeah I like I will close this deal because I'm proud of the work there and I want everybody to know that but more so I want my team to be successful my customer to be successful I don't want to sell something Mm -hmm. that they're not going to use yeah well nothing nothing is worse than shelfware yeah like like until you can convert it into cloud with the cloud (laughs) extension there you go shameless plug (laughs) and if that's the case call (laughs) <laughs> Elizabeth Carrier. <laughs> uh, no, so so we're wrapping up the episode. Um, we're going to end every 
episode this way this season. I'm going to ask one question and then we're going to have a fun little game. So, Wizzy, what does digital transformation mean to you? I think I said this earlier, but it's like everybody's throwing around this term right now. Buzzwords. Right? Mm -hmm. Buzzwords. Um, Innovation. Digital transformation. I think digital transformation means pushing the boundaries again outside of the outside of your comfort zone whether it's an individual company customer whatever um you have to really go outside of the box that you run your day-to-day in and people want to talk about digital transformation but they don't want to be uncomfortable but you you have to be uncomfortable to change yeah so i think digital transformation to me is how do I be the catalyst or the change agent of whatever that transformation is? And how do I help somebody or a customer um, succeed in the digital economy? Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to transform. But that, it's not its not easy. So it's a pretty term. Mm-hmm. It looks good on paper and PowerPoints and LinkedIn. But when you start digging into it, it's painful. It's a big lift. Yeah. And you have to keep the that outcome in mind and you have to figure out, okay, how do I succeed in my industry in this digital economy? How do I change? Um it, yeah. No, that that's a great perspective. Uncomfortable is what I think. It of. gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> um so our last little fun yeah. wrap up that we like to do, end each episode with is uh the Sapanese, right? All the acronyms. Oh so, in 20 seconds, Courtney will count down. <laughs> How many acronyms can you name? It's a competition between our guests, so I know you're an athlete. And the winner has to go up. Retired athlete. <laughs> has to go up against me. I think I've nailed this one. Ready? Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Okay. BPC, SAC, SCP, HANA. Is HANA an acronym? Okay. Yeah. HANA. Uh, HEC, ECC, ERP, HCM, CRM, CSD, IVE, IVA, um, SAP. That's an acronym too, right? Technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, AR, RAR, AP. Done. <laughs> you did good. You did good. You're the best. But did I win? Far. Okay. So far, you were the best. So I'll okay. count it up. Cool. One, two, three. I like to win same. <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13. 14. Oh, it was in my last bill of materials oh, right. that, I had to lo- that I had to double check and look up eight times over. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's thank you funny. so much, Wizzy, for, for taking the time to sit down with us today. I think it's been a really great chat and very insightful for, for all of our listeners. So thank you so much. And you know, you're one of my favorite people ever. So I can we say the F word? Yeah. <laughs> favorite. Sure. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. You're one of my favorite <laughs> groups to work with. And I think um, just real quick, what you're doing is changing the face of how we work with the ecosystem and the partner world. And that's it's kind of like been a missing, a missing link. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. And I'm excited to see where Ascend Source goes next. Thank you. We thank appreciate you. that. Love it. <laughs>